You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 24th of June. 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet from Marketing. Beanstalk Internet <laughs> Marketing. Oh my God. It's happening more often, eh? I'm getting these like total brain flakes where just big parts of my brain seem to flake off and forget exactly. What it... I think that's the it sort of stuff that happens, though, after. Well, <laughs> I think that happens when you're well, on after- autopilot with a thing, right? Like you've said that exact same statement week after week after week. It's just an autopilot thing now. Um, so yeah, if anything disrupts and sometimes. Go ahead. And it freaks you right out, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. Just like Google Analytics 4, GA4, freaking people right out because it disrupts the thing that they do every day, day in and day out. I'm I'm such a big fan of it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) i saw i've been reading that yeah okay so uh for for people who aren't in the the in crowd on facebook or wherever it is or twitter or wherever it is people see these things um dave's kind of uh disappointed (laughs) with um, a google initiative um ga4 which uh you know this is this for, for people who listen to Webcology, this might surprise you, given that we're such fad boys of everything Google does. Yeah. Um, but uh, 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 Dave expressed uh, uh, disappointment with uh, with GA4 the other day, and um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's like it's, sometimes it takes one person to step off, step away from the wall and onto the dance floor for a whole bunch of other people to join in. But suddenly there was an outpouring of "Oh my God, GA4 sucks." From the search community after 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 you put that that that, that tweet up, Dave. It's um now GA GA four sucked before you put the tweet up. We, we can all agree on that. <laughs> yes, it's not like my tweet made GA four bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it no, was Google just, did that. <laughs> Google did that. Um, yeah, it, it just like I, I've been struggling through it and sort of try to force my way through stuff, and then it's just what I'm like trying to do. The simplest thing is like. Oh, okay. Let's just like go in and like 
start with my landing pages and go from there. And it's like everything you do is hard. Nothing mm-hmm. like it's all using drop downs. And I get it. Like there's access in some ways to like more data, but none of it's put in a way that makes sense. And I, I don't even worry about like I can look stuff up pretty quick so I can struggle my way through this stuff. But I think of like my dad, right? Or I think of like people who aren't used to analytics or are, you know, they're not in there a lot or just me when I'm trying to do a job fast and go, what are you even doing? Like, I don't even understand what they were thinking when they went, we're going to take the stuff that is really, really useful. And then we're going to change the way it's laid out and we're going to make it worse. And then the stuff that you would normally go to, like, I don't know, landing pages segmented by like, I don't know, like, or like traffic source or something like to make something like that more, much more difficult and almost non-intuitive. Like you have to know where to go. Like I've had to look a bunch of stuff up. It's not like, mm-hmm. okay, I get it. It's a pain in the butt, but you just got to use these drop downs. And then you launch a drop down and even the like options it gives you are confusing, right? Like I can kind of get them cause I can reverse it, but like even that's non-intuitive. And I was just like, this is just, they should not have even put it out to beta at this stage. Like it should still be in some alpha, like Dave knew what he was signing up for when he opted in, right? Like, <laughs> I'm here to tell them how bad it sucks so that they can fix this. Cause it, it just, it's not something anybody should, should have in their hands. I've chatted with clients and just gone, you know what? Just like plant the tag. So we're getting data, but don't go in there. Like just, yeah. just don't go in there. Just start collecting your data, but just it, it's, it's a horrible train wreck. Just to sort of back up a little bit for listeners, uh, Google Analytics 4, GA4, was introduced just, has to be about a year ago, maybe yeah. maybe September of uh, 2020, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it was introduced, like, uh, you know, like good analytics heads, the very smart advice, the one that we gave immediately was turn it on, start collecting data, don't take it too seriously yet, continue looking at um, um, universal analytics or commonly known as Google Analytics, um, but start accruing data. And, you know, um, people have been turning GA4 on to accounts. And it's, that's really easy to turn GA4 on. It's, it's actually remarkably easy. Setting events and um, tracking specific actions, <laughs> a little bit more difficult. We'll, we'll, we may or may not get to that. But um, for the most part, things will port over fairly simply once you start your GA4 account. Mm-hmm. Um, three, four, five weeks, you can start accumulating enough data to actually make it worth going in there, except it's not really worth going in to look at the data because you're going to get a heck of a lot more from your original Universal Analytics account. And it's not that it's not in the GA4. In GA4, it's just, as Jay said, hard to find. And what, you know, uh, 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 Apple had this wonderful simplification uh, 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 vision. Um, it was so important to make things easier and minimalist and compact, and that was wonderful. And Steve Jobs was 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 a genius for it. But when Google tries to introduce that same aesthetic into like uh, analytics, you can see the list of stuff you can look getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and that's it's it's a bit of a bummer. Well, it is. And then the funny thing is, is where where I think it differs it like and that's a great analogy but where it differs and why it's a problem is you still need to give me access to every piece of data that i had and more right like there's there's things that they that we should have access to so you're having to 
shrink down my interface, like my capabilities, and at the same time, open up the, the data points that I can access and filter by, which just means I have a lot more work of toggles. I'm not just clicking a thing. I'm having to like use drop downs that are poorly named instead. <laughs> well, and, and, and here's the thing that we all kind of feared and what Google, I think, was trying to do, but hasn't done, thank goodness. Um, you remember when they were going to drop um, third party tracking, they were going to get rid of their universal cookie and they were going to start um, looking at the behaviors of groupings of, of peoples rather than the behaviors of individuals. Mm hmm which may or may not have actually been true, but that's the way they, they, they yeah. sold it to us. Um, individual leanings of cohorts. Um, I'm sorry, federated leanings of cohorts, except that's not even close to ready for prime time. Um, Google announced earlier today that they are pushing back Chrome's ban on uh, third-party cookies cookies, and Google's own, own, own ban on third-party cookies um, to mid 2023 and this this whole redoing of the way they look at data they're pushing back to uh late 2022 rolling into 2023 so ga4 all the stuff it was built for it ain't ready yet anyway right that's why it, that's why i think it sucks yeah <laughs> and it could just be much clearer that way like i understand what the beta is kind of supposed to mean that but when you open up beta to everybody and and beta is not supposed to be this bad, right? Like beta is supposed to be a different thing. We're ironing out the bugs to see how you're using it so we can fine tune the interface, right? Like that's what beta should be when, when it's by kind of like if they were, you know, a fly by night sort of company or, or a new startup or something, I would get that this would be a beta version, but that's not who they are. Like a beta version from Google is meant to be a lot more refined than this and a lot more useful than this because they want a bunch of SEOs and, and digital marketers and business owners to go, ah, that's the thing I want. But they've made it so hard, they're not going to get any user data on like, how do we use it? Because nobody wants to use this bloody thing. I was relieved though, because I, I, we, <laughs> we all have this part in our brain on, on, on when we're using new products or probably any product where I'm like, or am I just an idiot? Right? Like we all have that, but seeing like a bunch of people coming in after I, I tweeted that out talking about the same thing or just coming in going, I thought it was just me. I'm like, Oh, thank, thank goodness. I'm not just an idiot. Who's missing something here. Like missing some obvious, like, Oh, just click this toggle and everything works. Right. Or something like that. It's like, Oh no. Okay. It's not, it's not just me. It's them. <laughs> like, so. No, it's not. It's not just you. You you are limited in being more limited in what you can see, and Google's changing wants to change your relationship to that data, right? Um, by by presenting it differently, doing like it's collecting it differently, so it's going to want to present it to you. But again, the, the, they're not ready to do that. No. And this is some of it is like you know whenever Facebook changes its interface, everyone gets all ticked off for like two or three yeah. months or two or three minutes, but pretend to be ticked off for several months thereafter. Um. There may be a little bit of that because, you know, I have a lot of routines I got to do every day. It's one of the things about SEO that people don't understand. It's not really the sexy, wonderful jet flying job everyone thinks it is. It's a lot of really boring routine you do every day by rote. It's like muscle memory. And I collect stats every day. And I look at dashboards every day. And when I see something weird on a dashboard, I got to go right in and, ch and really check something out. And I need that process to be done in five minutes because I got 10 more, 10 more other operations just like that I got to perform before I can get this report written. Mm -hmm. If Google, if you're making it hard to find that information and quantify the, quantify the uh, advice we're giving to our clients, 
um, yeah, like Dave says, no one's going to want to use it. Yeah. And there's always brave search, so watch out. <laughs> What do you think about that? The thing that strikes me most about this new Brave search is how people are calling it a Google Challenger. I love how optimistic people are. Yeah. We've There's just come so through like Google a 15 months. Indeed, we've just come through like like 16 months of you're about to catch like, you know, like respiratory death, but you survived. So you got to be optimistic about everything. Right. So um, I think Brave search is just going to be destroy Google, eh? Have you even had a chance to use it yet? Have you have yeah. you seen what's what's under the hood there? No, I haven't. Um, and no. I, but uh, but I can already predict this: it's not a Google Challenger. <laughs> like I don't even it, have to. It's, it's one of not. the few I, times I I'll be that noble. I have used it, and it uh, relies a lot on Bing results. Not that Bing results are bad. Bing results are not bad at all. Bing results are Bing results, but it's not a Google killer. Just no. too bad because we really want to be able to look at Google and say, hey, there is this other thing over here. And if you guys keep doing this, but um, the sad truth is um, it's 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 not Google. <laughs> right. Well, and that and that's the thing. And I mean, it, it's good. I don't even know what challenges Google at this point. Like, it, it's just one of those like I, I don't even know how you catch up technologically um, to that. Did well, and that's the weird on, thing. On, sorry, go ahead. It's a weird thing. If sediment was like any 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 um, measure of um, how things go, people would stop using Google because they'd be sick of this trash. They'd be sick of being used and abused and pushed around and and made into this one big universal beta test. Um, I'm tired of that. Um, But unfortunately, sediment cannot be used for ranking purposes whatsoever, (laughs) uh, including how we feel about uh, Google itself, because let's face it, Google is the most versatile, useful tool in town. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to just applaud that segue, by the way. I think that's that's (laughs) Thank you so much. You want to go with the story? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was was a confirmation of something that uh, Daddy uh, Sullivan um, had talked about back in uh, 2018, saying that Google does not recognize sentiment. Um, like if you use any of their entity tools stuff, you'll see that that sentiment is is one of the things that they present back, um, but they don't use it as a ranking signal. Um, and then it was asked of Danny um, again, um, just a few days back on, on the 18th. Um, and Danny said, no, love how succinct he was. Big question, like on Twitter, and then just no. <laughs> like that's it. Like that was the entire response. Um, so they say, they say sentiment is not <laughs> used um, as a signal. Um, so that's 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 what direct they say. Direct signal. Yes, yes, and, and that's, they don't that's quantify that word direct signal because sentiment, of course, it's a, of course it's a factor. People are going to if people feel good about something, you're going to see a lot more of that something. People feel outraged about something. You'll see quite a bit of uh, outrage about it for a shorter period of time. Sentiment matters, but it's not a ranking factor. Nobody, Google doesn't care, doesn't care. It's just Google's a machine. It doesn't care. Well, and, and something to to consider, and I, I think they're, I don't think they're lying in that, like, when they go, here's our list of, I'm going to use the old cliche, 200 signals, right? Like we, we know that it's mm-hmm. not 200 anymore, but that's the last number I know of. Uh, so when they go, here's our list of 200 is sentiment number 174 in that list. No, it's not. But when they say it's not a direct signal, that as an aside, they have to almost by necessity be 
incorrect in that statement. And, and the reason I say that is we have re, uh, like, like reviewers going out or, or quality raters going out and rating these things, right? Like rating page after page after page. What is, and I, I can, I'm gathering, but I can't see any other way that these ratings and systems are being used to train machine learning models in, in natural language processing systems, right? Like that, that how they are rating things will be being used to train models. So if sentiment biases the reviewer and then a model is being trained on that reviewer's bias and it biases all of us, I would look at Mm-hmm. Any given page, and if I if it had a, a you know anything from like poor use of, of words, right? Like just it was written at a lower level than than I would like it to, to be at, um, or if the sentiment was negative on a, a fairly you know blase, you know I just want to buy blue widgets, right or whatever, that sentiment is going to impact my score. If I'm now training a machine learning system which Google's driven by based on a bias to the sentiment that I've interpreted things as as a human. By necessity, that bias, which words tend to appear on pages that are reviewed poorly or, or, or that, that engage poorly with users, which words tend to be on a page or entities tend to be on a page that, that performs well, it's going to be really, really clear in which ones these quality raters are rating higher and then put deploy that into the natural world and it's naturally going to be there. So sentiment does, impact in my, like I get why they're saying indirect, but I think training a model on Indeed. a bias system that sentiment does by necessity directly impact rankings. Indeed, but you can't, and I, th- I think the other way you have to use the word direct in this context is, can you put your finger on A and draw right. a direct line to B, B and say it got here because of that? You're right, um, and I, I'm and, just being a pain in the butt to Google, but I just do that. <laughs> I mean, I, right. I know You're I'm a fanboy, right. but um, no, we're, we're just joking about the fanboy <laughs> thing. It was... okay. We are, however clearly because we do a podcast and uh, these people pay for the podcast fanboys of the following friends you're listening to webcology on wmr.fm it is the uh 24th of june 2021 we're we're we're, we're in summer now officially and damn it's hot um stick around we got some great stuff coming up after these messages Maximum customer engagement and retention. Choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Web 
technology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. One, welcome back to Webcology on WMR.FM. It is the 24th of June, 2021, and uh, just got a special announcement. Jason Bernard is coming on the show next week. So um, on Canada Day, we're going to have Jason Bernard on 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 Webcology. Yeah, yeah, Yay. it is going to be so oh. much fun. In other news, it's going to be a show next week. <laughs> but 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 you know what? Jason Bernard's coming on, so absolutely, there's going to be a show next week. He's going to be he's he, he is huge fun. He, he's he's an entity in his own right, is he not? He he is after a lot of hard work, and we will talk to him in part. That was really awesome. Uh, we will talk to him about how he accomplished that. Um, and, and all of the steps people can do. He is known as, for, for our listeners who don't know him, as the brand surf guy. Um, I was listening to uh, Search Off the Record. That's the, the podcast with uh, Martin, John, and, and, and Gary. They actually referenced, John referenced, uh, this is John Mueller, um, referenced the work that Jason's been doing with Knowledge Graphs and Knowledge Panel um, work. Like he, he got a shout out for that. He, he's a super smart guy with a lot of really interesting stuff in the works right now that I am looking forward to, to digging into. And he's one of the most interesting people in the industry. Just, just, he just is. Yeah. Just for being him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Google got around to what's what finally, <laughs> um, Google put all of its policies on one page, and you might be surprised they could actually fit on one page, because it turns out Google doesn't have a hell of a lot of policies. Um, I'm not kidding. It's, I'm, I'm looking at the page right now, and it, um, in a series of accordion open and closed squishy boxes, um, tells you what you can't do. Um, all the fun, all the fun stuff about content policies and. Uh, 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 Different different search policies are all about what you're not allowed to do, um, and in the case of you know child sexual abuse or exploitative material, it's good that you can't put it up. Um, highly personal information spam, um, and all that sort of stuff. However, <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, I think Google has tried to radically oversimplify its rules and. Um, I don't think they're explaining them very well. Have you had a no. chance to look at this yet? I, I have, yeah. And, and and you're right. There's just so many gray areas um, in here. Like they've they've left themselves with a mile wide big paintbrush to just put big broad brush strokes on anything they they might want. Um, there are parts of this um, that remind me. I don't know, a little bit of a, a bill passed up here in, in Canada, Bill C-10, that I know we'll be getting to in, in, in just a little bit. But when we talk about something like medical content, like their, their, their criteria around that, right? Like we have, they don't allow content that contradicts or run contrary to scientific or medical consensus and evidence-based best practices. Okay. Sounds awesome. I can think of lots of examples where that is wonderful. 
I totally agree. And I totally agree because it backs 100% my opinion. And I get why they need to take some responsibility on what we would deem as like fake news sort of stuff, like on, on, the, on the, the, the proliferation of misinformation. I, I understand the responsibility there. But I have to always consider, and, and that's, you know, when, when we're talking about the, the passing of, of rules and stuff like that, what, if I put this guideline in the hands of every person, does it hold up as well and to my favor, right? Like, am I just liking this because it backs my bias or is it actually in the best interest of everything going on, regardless of whose hands this is in? And that's where I think where you're talking about, it's really, really vague. That's where I have the problem with it. I think the guideline is generally good, but at the same time, it's not very specific. And so you hand those same guidelines to somebody else that doesn't necessarily agree with you or think like you and suddenly you don't like the outcome um and so that's do you remember that's do you remember like. the medic hmm? you remember the medic update yeah. when did that when did that strike that yeah. was uh, uh uh november of 2020 that sounds about right something like that uh could have been around there could have been could have been could have been in august 2020 i'm sorry i'm that was the, the if you wanted, if you had had a, a website that was that was hit by the medical the medic update, you'd probably go to look for Google's guideline mm -hmm. to see where it all went wrong, mm -hmm. right? We don't allow content that contradicts or runs contrary to scientific or medical consensus and evidence based practices. I mean, Dave just said that sentence a few moments ago, and I just said the same sentence again, and that's it. That's the policy. Right. We could say that sentence all day long and it would still be the entire policy, but you'd think it would be a bit longer over, I don't know, something as important as Dr. Google. <laughs> um, how many how many people do you know? Um, my, my partner, Shauna, is, you know, she 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 she's um, no stranger to um, to to being sick. And even she refers to Google to find out stuff. Mm -hmm. um knowing full well that you never go to google for about this sort of thing. don't don't do that yeah. um i want um, I, I i don't know I, I i want to know that the smartest people in the room have a more robust and articulated policy they're following more importantly i want to know where the guidelines are for my clients i want to know where the where the where the sides of the roads are um this doesn't really help because evidence-based best practice in what field in what court in what 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 country and how much um in, indeed did you did you know that there are, are are covid vaccines in canada that are completely completely approved by health canada and you can get them and can, astrazeneca consider yourself fully vaccinated right yeah but in america astrazeneca hasn't been approved by the fda fda yet so right. a canadian who's been completely vaccinated can't go to a concert event at Madison Square Gardens because they've been updated with AstraZeneca. Right. Evidence-based best practices in what field, where, what does that mean exactly? Right. By whose rules? Right. It's really, really blurry. Um, and that's part of what I don't like. Now, it's, it's funny because that, that exists here. You go over on the ad side and they're like, in this country, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like in this, like the, the rules <laughs> are rules. hard and fast. Um, and, and clearly that's just like a, we will put in a lot of effort to take your money, right? Like that's, that's gotta be it. And again, I am giving a person money. I, we're putting in a lot of work into this. You, you need to tell me exactly what I can and can't do. Um, but yeah, I, I think we all have the, the, the same sort of, sort of problem with this one. I get their challenge because it, 
is a, a challenging thing for them to have to do. Um, so it almost would be better to go. I don't know. We're, we're, well, I guess they took away that don't be evil thing, but that would have worked, but they had to get rid of that <laughs> um, for, for their own, um, you know, usage of things. But um, just you know. to, uh, to, to keep our fanboy points going, I do want to say some nice stuff about this, this page here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty. feature specific policies. It is pretty and it's <laughs> sparse and easy to use. Marissa would be proud if they let her back in the building again. Um, <laughs> um, I like at the very bottom, if you go to go to this document, support.google.com, web search answers, blah, 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 blah. If you go to the very bottom of this, this document, um, there's a uh, list of feature specific policies, autocomplete, dictionary boxes, feature snippet, Google Discover, etc. Those are direct links to the support documents at Google support. Those documents are actually really well written and very articulate. And you'll learn a hell of a lot if you click on each of those links and read. It's better than like Wikipedia trolling if you're an SEO because you're getting getting direct knowledge. Um, and it's actually those are actually interesting reads. And that was a nice thing to say. The other nice thing I'd like to say is they do have a spam policy that they've, they've articulated here. It says, we take action against spam, which is content that exhibits deceptive or, man, or manipulative behavior designed to deceive users or game our search systems. And we know that they take action against spam because yesterday, <laughs> did it again, because yesterday they released a one day, but not actually one day only, but not actually one day only, um, spam, anti-spam algorithm update so there was an update yesterday it ran it spammed it canned it's gone and it's coming back again in uh in three weeks this is sounding familiar <laughs> isn't it though <laughs> it's like oh there's a periodically running one uh, that hopefully doesn't misfire and then eventually they're going well we just run it once a year Right, because we'll we'll all remember like penguin updates and those sorts of things that, that ran under the same same sort of sort of system. I, I don't know, and maybe you do. What kind of um, like when they're running it in three weeks? Is that to check back and see if those sites have fixed what they're doing, or is it just like they're just going to run this periodically until they just roll it into the algorithm as a as an evergreen sort of feature? I don't know. I have two minds to this. One is um, they spider and render. So they're spidering and then coming back and checking it out a few weeks later just by taking a look at it. It's the way Google deals with new information, spider and render. Mm -hmm. Or they completely, completely botched up the core web values of rollout and they're running a spam update (laughs) to fix stuff. And they have to see how things work because the core web values update was like schlocky and um, a whole bunch of spam rose to the surface. And um, um, two, two, three weeks from now, they got to double check to make sure it was all cool before announcing that they defeated all the spam that they resurfaced themselves with their core web update or core web vitals update. That, that's that's what I really think. Yeah. That, that would make sense. <laughs> so so we had to go from like, we slammed Google a few times. You said one nice thing and now back we are too. Well, they screwed up and now they're trying to fix it. <laughs> they're they're but but they're trying to, but fix, they're trying it, to fix it, which is a good thing. Because yeah. bad people don't fix stuff they break. Bad people just leave it broken, like right. Google+. Plus. Well, and now knowing what they were trying to address, it'd be you'd sort of feel like embarrassed if you had to go into the forums going, well, my site got hit, because you'd have to basically be paying, 
My site was spam. Although they, they do miss target on, on a lot of these things. So I could understand coming in and going, I don't even see what would be the problem. But for the most part, they're, they're probably pretty good. It'd be interesting to see what happens in the follow-up update. So now we mm-hmm. also, they're saying three weeks from now. So that puts us into July. Now, yep. also interesting, aren't we supposed to also have another core update? In July. That's just in time for the core update. So we'll see what precedes what, what hits first. I got a feeling that the next, that the spam completion will run and then the core update will run. But I don't, I have no idea. Um, but again, I think I just get Google does this. They break stuff and then they don't want to say they broke it because, you know, the church is infallible, right? Right. Yeah, and um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I kind of don't blame them, but I kind of do. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I wonder, like, what, what order, you bring up an interesting question, what order? Or will they go, oh, this kind of fixed it, let's do a core, but tell people we're probably going to have to fix the spam again after. Is it that spam sites are just very fast? Like, is it that spammers are just really good at making fast sites? Well, I think it's that spam sites tend not to be terribly robust. What's the what's the point? You have a quick mission. You're not you, this 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 domain is going to be burned. The site is going to get thrown out eventually. Right. Um, why invest a huge amount of time, effort, whiz bang on it? Um, get something together. Don't throw a whole bunch of video or major big images or. Um, yeah. All you really need is to cruft people's information off them or figure a way to install malware to them. Like that's what you're trying to do, right? With spam. Yeah. yeah. Um and that the yeah. And and again, they know that they're gonna get caught. So they right. don't care a lot about the page. Now, interestingly, if this is right, and we're we're hypothesizing that this has something to do with a reparation from the, the core of vital, which may or may not actually be true, but if that is the case, it would be I would find that very funny because it was a tiebreaker, right? Core Web Vitals was supposed to be a tiebreaker. That's a whole lot of ties that those spam sites were in, if that's what this was about. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, no, it's, actually, then obviously it's stronger than a tiebreaker. Oh, I suspect it's stronger than a tiebreaker. But this is what, you know, but this Google, Google wants it to be like data is the supreme thing. Um, the most important thing is getting you the right answer. Right. And that is really important, obviously, but there's other considerations too. Like, um, uh, are we giving you um, syphilis whilst giving you the right answer? They don't want to do that. <laughs> Web syphilis, not real syphilis. Right. You got to go to Mountain View to get that. Um, <laughs> okay, we now may be crossing over to slander here. <laughs> no, we're fanboys. Right. Um, right. Ask us how we know. <laughs> how do we know, Jim? <laughs> Oh, I wish you hadn't asked that. Uh, um, uh, it has something to do with it has something to do with that dinosaur in the uh, courtyard. And that's all I'm saying. All right. Um, okay. We got we got we got we're probably heading to break in about seven or eight minutes. And there's something that we're talking about core updates um, and core web vitals updates and um. John Mueller came up with a statement earlier this week that is saddening. If you get hit, and he's basically uh, 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 what's the um, uh, uh, 
emphasizing the concept that if you get hit in a core update, you're probably going to have to wait for another core update to uh, to work your way out of it. Um, quality takes time for Google to appreciate. So you've just spent the last or had your clients spend the last four months like overhauling the website, do everything to make it bloody perfect. Mm-hmm. Don't be offended if Google doesn't notice for a while. Um, don't be offended if Google doesn't call or, or write or, um, you know, um, <laughs> send traffic, leave, send traffic to you or something nice like that. Cause it mightn't even notice. It might take like months for Google to get around to re-spidering and re-rendering your site to really appreciate all that hard work. <sighs> Isn't that, that's frustrating, eh? It, it is. I understand why. Right, like it just, mm-hmm. and 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 here's here's the why. I think anybody, you sort of have to be from sort of our era of of SEO to probably really appreciate it because I, there's probably people still doing it now successfully. But as somebody who engaged, well, regular listeners will know I, I started in affiliate marketing, um, and and as regular listeners or, or, or as as people who who got their start there will know there was a tendency, and I, I did it, to burn down as, as you were talking about with spam right like you just sort of like you, you you're, you're in and you burn it down if you turn around a spam report if you turn around a scenario too fast there's no hindrance for me to to really do that i know there was there was a trick doesn't work now folks so so don't do it but where you could just spam link build to a domain burn it to the ground launch a new domain, just redirect the old over, and it would take Google a couple weeks to figure out. So you actually could just rank at this new domain for a couple weeks. Then this penalty would move over. That's fine. Light up a new domain and then point the old <laughs> domain at that one. Like you could just rotate through and it just cost you a domain every two weeks, right? And you would just like burn these out. Like, but this this is why they can't let us have nice things and why they need to go, no, this lasts a while, right? Like you, you can't just fix it. You can't have bought tons and tons of links and gone, well, I just cleared my manual action. So I, I'm good, right? No. Now you've just shown that you can come back into the playground, but you're still not allowed to play with the other websites yet. You're allowed in the playground. We're going to let you in the index, but we're not going to let you rank for a little while. You need to prove you can play nice for a while first. Um, and I think that's sort of what these things do, other than the fact that it just would take a while for Google to go, oh, okay, this whole thing is good. Um, like there is just also just the, 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 the system itself would need to learn that this is there, it is consistent, and it is now the new history of that domain. Now, this, here's a huge frustration for, for, for STOs working with clients. Um, we've just pushed you for the last amount of time to do this, that, and whatnot to improve all the quality uh, signals that, you, that your site's sending faster, um, uh, uh, better layout, better punctuation, uh, correct spelling, stupid little things like that. Um, good titles, good headings, uh, consistency, uh, good page, all that stuff, site structure, everything. Okay. You've just spent a lot of money doing it. You, you being the client, um, just give, you know, you spend a lot of money and, and, and time doing this. 
and the SEO is like, okay, it's all done and, 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 and goes away for a little while because we expect Google to take a while to make changes. Meanwhile, nothing's happened and you're freaking out because you just spent all this money, right? And so you send yeah. your webmaster in to make a few more changes and a few more and a few more thinking like, you know, if you could push the needle a little bit, why don't you, can't you push it just a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, you undo all of the stuff that you could have potentially gained from because you just went and... I don't know. I, I don't know where how I'm trying to phrase. What I'm trying to phrase, but um, it's 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 a huge and constant frustration for me, at least in my practice, when you know it's going to take a while to get these quality signals through to Google, and then they go and screw up the quality signals that you like you just got them to fix. Yeah, well, and that's yeah. always the frightening thing when you hear a term like SEO doesn't work. Chances are, it came from a scenario something like that. Right? Like, I mean, it's not just because I'm an SEO, I say that somebody's going to be ranking and an SEO probably did that, right? Like, or, or, or good content and a good SEO strategy did that. It might not be an SEO specifically, but a good strategy and a good SEO strategy did that. Um, so yes, you can, you can, that's actually a, a great point and good sage advice for, for our listeners is let it have time to, to, to figure out what it's going to do. That's why Google isn't going okay, we've got this other update coming and we're going to roll it tomorrow. They're still waiting to see what happened from the first one. That's why they're rolling out the Web Vitals update over months. They're not just going, here it is all at once. Um, is because sometimes you need to just wait, see what happens, and then adjust once what happens has happened. Well, do you... I'm back back in the day, the way we dealt with this is in contracts. We used to say quite specifically, <laughs> you may not change your website without our permit. Do you still got a clause like that in your contracts? I, I do. Yeah, actually, the, it's in you, there. The like, if you wreck touch, stuff, that's not my Jack. fault. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they'll they'll have, like, I have clients where I don't even get to their sites, right? Like, I'm in there more as a consultant. And and I in some of these sites, I'm like, yeah, I don't want in there, but I'm going to break crap if I go in there. Um, <laughs> you know, let's let somebody who actually understands react, right? Like, to go in and, and make the, the code edits that need to be made here. Um, but there there is in them that gist of, like, if you don't follow my advice, don't blame me for the output. <laughs> like, of what happens after this? I stopped using that clause. I just, I didn't, I, I didn't, I hadn't even thought about this for the longest time. I stopped using it when Google started, like, you know, on, on their almost instant update track. Mm-hmm. You remember, remember a time when you could make a change to a, a, a page and see it reflected in Google, like, I don't know, an hour and a half later? Yeah. Um, or even faster? Those were the days, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are things changing or, 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 is, or am I just getting old? Okay, it is. Yeah, it, it's it's slower. <laughs> Quality does take time for Google to really appreciate you, though. Yeah. Okay, we got to take a break. We're, 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 we're seriously pushing time here. So on behalf of Dave Davis, to be stuck in the marketing, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Media. You're listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the 24th of June, 2021. Remember, it's the beginning of summer. Don't wait until the end to remember that you got to enjoy it. Stick around. We've got more coming up after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. 
If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. FM. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, welcome back to Web College I'm on WMR.FM. We are rounding out the hour on the 24th of June, 2021. And uh, I don't know where I want to go with this. Um, okay, a quick one. Um, there's been a whole bunch of algo updates. Talk about algo updates and talk about algo updates affecting direct traffic, which is kind of silly because algo updates <laughs> by nature can't affect direct, direct traffic. But it had to be mentioned because it got mentioned. <laughs> um, direct traffic is uh, traffic that people, you know, people type the URL into the browser or they found it from a bookmark or an email or something, but it's not from the SERPs. That's organic traffic <laughs> well, or paid. Like it could be, it could be CPC, it could be organic, but it's, yeah, it, it's not direct unless something really wonky is going on with the browser. Um, in which case you have a traffic tracking problem, um, but uh, Google updates still don't really affect direct traffic. This public announcement brought to you by John Mueller, who really wishes he didn't have to bother saying that. <laughs> okay, uh, we talked a bit earlier about Google um, laying, okay, there's two things. We want to get C4, C10 in and we want to get this other one in. Uh, we talked a bit earlier about Google delaying um, uh, uh, the discontinuation of third-party cookies and data um, and the data privacy sandbox. So sometime in late 2022 and mid-2020, are still taking user feedback on how to deal with um, federated leadings of cohorts and other um, ways they're going to try to try to understand user behavior. Um, maybe they can blame COVID. I mean, like, like seriously, it's, it's not like there was like some some big event that didn't that just happened. That because this is, un, I mean, I don't want to sound like a complainer after being a fanboy and all, but um, <laughs> um, I think Google should have been a lot more prepared for this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know what? I, I think I know what did it. I think they were like, you know what? Our team that was working on GA4 is done. Let's get them working on Flock. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is interested in where Google intends to be going, 
They say they will keep the public updated on their privacy initiatives at privacysandbox.com. Um, I urge users to go there, check it out, be there frequently. And if, if you, if, if, believe it or not, Google wants to engage with you in this sort of stuff. They want your opinion. Um, this is the environment you live and work in. So please feel free to give it. It affects the place that, you know, that, that we all live and work. Okay. Speaking of stuff that affects the place we live and work, um, this might get a bit into the weeds, and if it does, we uh, we, we apologize. But um, it's it's not just happening in Canada; it's happening in a number of the uh, democratic-leaning countries: uh, Canada, uh, the UK, France, um, uh, Italy, uh, Australia, uh, Denmark. Um, but it happened. But most recently, it, it happened in Canada that a bill called Bill C-10 was passed by the Canadian Parliament that seeks to regulate the behaviors of large tech firms, especially around um, taxes and, and and paying of taxes in in national jurisdictions. This bill is being jointly worked on. By again, by a consortium of, of national governments, um, of this kind of legislation, uh, C10 is uniquely Canadian, because Canada has other um, content considerations that they want that that, that 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 apply to other forms of media that they want applied to social media. Do you want to do? Do you, do you even want to try to explain CadCod to the world? To a world that may or may not understand. You know what? I I wouldn't even I properly it, do it. Yeah, you can give it a stab at it. Like I, I okay. have such a vague Canada, notion. I would, I would explain it poorly. Canada um, has grown very quickly in the last fifty years, but fifty years ago it was a much, much, much smaller country in relation to the United States. So this is a time when uh, uh, writers like Margaret Atwood or Michael Ndaje. Uh, are, are, are coming to the surface. Um, uh, bands like The Who, uh, or The Guess Who, sorry, not The Who. Um, great, great works and great artists who would not stand a chance against the much larger American media juggernaut. Um, uh, Canada consistently found it's just much like New Zealand against Australia consistently finds its voice overwhelmed by its much larger neighbor. And so uh, Canada enacted laws to, 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 to um, protect Canadian content called CanCon laws. And those laws are made for a broadcast world, a world where you can say 30% of the content has to be Canadian made. And that could almost seamlessly be worked into uh, worked into the, the the production on the internet is a little bit harder, but they're still trying to apply CanCon laws to the internet. So that raises the specter of if X percentage of content on Facebook has to be quote unquote Canadian content if shown to a Canadian audience. Does that mean that they're forcing Facebook to censor content? You know, you, you have to if if you're only allowed if you have to you know show a limited amount of content to wedge in that forty percent Canadian content, which incidentally is probably more like eighty percent, given how creative Canadians are. Um, anyway, it's a big fear. 
that's being pushed primarily by the opposition party, the conservative government, the conservative party. Um, C10 has that that all that stuff was in the bill before. It's still primarily about taxation, trying to force the um, big tech firms to pay taxes in the jurisdictions they they draw advertising revenues from. The bill passed third reading, which means it's going it's on its way for the Queen's approval, Canada being a monarchy. Um, and will likely receive royal assent before um, the summer's out. That's a quick synopsis. Um, reader or listeners should check up on C10, but check a bunch of different sources because the bill has evolved significantly from its beginning to the to the place where it's at now. Yes, and I like well, you know, we 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 talked about this briefly. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, uh, of 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 the bill i i think the idea the fundamental idea was fine but like every time the government tries to regulate uh tech and, and the internet uh it just goes sideways and it ends up in a position where it will by the nature of what it is give power that it is not meant to have like i i have no problem with the idea of going mm-hmm. yes you need to pay your taxes and yes, you might be outside there, but you're taking taxes from here. You need to pay your taxes, right? Like, okay, no problem. We, we can all agree that that's fine. Uh, I even get the, the idea, and this is where the challenge comes in. This is where you're in a really blurry area. Netflix, cut and dry, no problem. 30% of your content, right? Like whatever, like whatever regulations you're putting on broadcasters in Canada can, can easily apply. Netflix has different stuff in Canada than they do in the States. Like it's already mm-hmm. built Different libraries. But yeah. you hit the really gray zone where we go on Facebook. Now what? Most of my friends are American, right? They, they just are. Um, so what happens now? I'm actually very interested because of the nature of the industry I'm in, in American news. It's highly impactful on my life right? My day-to-day life. So what happens now? And does that impact their right to freedom of speech? Or does it impact my right to freedom of speech or to receive the information that I want freely? Um, You know, it's, it's, these are really, really, it's, it's why I have problems with this. I have problems when the government tries to do weird stuff like this. Um, But as, as was pointed out in, in at least the article I was reading, this might all be a moot point because we're probably going to have an election before this thing finally passes. And that might, render the entire thing useless if Justin loses. So, you know. Well, this is definitely road to hell is paved with good intentions type legislation. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see what they were trying to accomplish. And again, Facebook makes, literally takes billions of advertising dollars out of Canada yeah. and out of the UK and out of Ireland. Even Ireland it takes a lot of money out of Ireland. It takes a lot of money out of everywhere it's at. And that's money that frequently used to go into the newspapers, right. used to go into to, to pay for quality journalism, used to go to pay for local uh, TV news coverage. Now it's being siphoned out of the country. We're not even we're not even seeing the benefit of taxing it because they find a way to get around paying taxes in any given jurisdiction. And that's what this this legislation is trying to deal with. And then the bureaucrats got a hold of them and went, hey, you know what else social media does? Well, let's deal with that too. Now that <laughs> now that we got this political will to do it. Yeah. And it got ridered to hell everywhere. Um, again, we'll, you're, you're probably right. There's going to be an election in Canada. The bill will get to, will, will be thrown out when the government um, folds. Um, 
But if Canada's doing it, I can guarantee you Australia's got a bill uh, 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 coming soon. The UK's got a bill coming soon. France has a bill coming soon. And if you're in any of these other countries, take a look. Talk to mm-hmm. your talk to your representatives. Make sure that um, well, make sure that the environment that you'll be working in actually represents an environment you can work in. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Okay, we got time for one more quick story. Did you have you ever wanted um, to um, walk around with the um, original source code for the, I don't know, World Wide Web in your back pocket? <laughs> I know where you're going with this. Yeah. I haven't read this story though, and I want to know more about it, but I hadn't given a chance to look it. Okay, so Tim Berners Lee uh, wrote the code for the original World Wide Web. Okay. He saved that code, and now he's burned it onto a uh, onto a data stick, and he's um, created a non-fungible token to uh, 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 guarantee the sanctity of that data. He's auctioning off that NFT, and if you are the proud owner of that NFT, you can literally walk around with the source code of the World Wide Web on your keychain. I'm not kidding. It's the nerdiest bling on planet Earth, really. (laughs) Now, should um, that be auctioned off? Uh, It's a weird thing. Um, It is, believe it or not, his property. Mm -hmm. He wrote it. He made it. He, 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 He opened it up and gave it to everybody. But it's still, you know, now him selling it doesn't mean he's selling because it's open source. The web is it is, is the original open source code. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's I think I don't think he should. I don't think there's any reason to, to for him to have to defend um, auctioning off this code. No, I I don't even understand why. This is, it's not like him selling this and all of a sudden, oh, well, I guess the internet shut down now, right? Like, no, like this is just a a person selling their property. Ironically, um, the proceeds of the sale will Mm -hmm. be used um, to try to shut down the web. Berners-Lee is unhappy with the direction his invention went in. And so he's got a new project um, called which uses blockchain to re-represent the web. Okay, that is. Don't ask me, man. He's much, much smarter than I am. Yeah. And so he's actually using the proceeds of this to undermine the web itself. But he feels the web undermined itself long ago, so I guess it all works out even. (laughs) He just wants to build a new version. You know what? He did a fine job the first time, at least. Indeed. Okay, we've uh, we've gone around the entire clock on the 24th of June, 2021. So, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM on, as I said just a second ago, the 24th of June, 2021. Significance of this is solstice was just like a couple of days ago, which is the beginning of summer, which means go outside and have some fun. Because if you don't, you're going to regret it. So, we're at the end of uh, uh, COVID. We are so close to, to, to being out of this. Get vaccinated. We can get our society back. Up in Canada, we're going to have a two-vac summer, and I think most people are going to actually enjoy it. 
mm-hmm. and everybody can. You just got to protect yourself and others. Go ahead, get it done, get COVID out of our lives. Friends, rank well, stay safe, be kind to each other. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, hey, by the way, next week we've got Jason Bernard coming on the show. We'll talk to you and Jason Bernard next week. That's going to be a lot of fun. That will be. Be well. expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM.